With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is Halftime Adjustments on WPXI Now. And welcome into Halftime Adjustments. I'm Jenna Harner, joined by Dayan Kovacevic. Dayan, welcome back to the studio. This is the first time we're not doing this via Zoom. It feels really nice here. Normalcy has <laughs> resumed to some extent. I mean, in all of our lives, but in sports too, and, and, and doing things like this again, still maintaining, you know. Keeping the social that's distance. right. You stay over there. I'll stay here. <laughs> we'll talk sports. Yeah, things we love to do. And the fact mm-hmm. that there are sports to be talking about it is officially week one in the NFL I don't know about you but I am just absolutely thrilled that it's finally here we finally made it I mean it's week one yeah it is that we still have to deal well the individuals involved have to deal with the unusual situations I mean we're going to see a Super Bowl champion a defending Super Bowl champion playing in an empty stadium tomorrow night uh, the Steelers and the Giants are going to run out through the tunnel to an 82,500 seat stadium right across the river from what had been the epicenter of this pandemic um, there's not going to be as Mike Tomlin when he was speaking with us yesterday uh, there's not going to be a, a situation where you want to set it aside or forget about it or whatever but at the same time everybody's doing what they can yeah you know what I mean and 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 that's that's what to me is the most exciting about is is we're we're figuring it out and it does like we said providing sense of normalcy Mm -hmm. we have NFL football to look forward to something that probably a couple weeks or not weeks ago a couple months ago we didn't know if it was going to be a possibility we didn't know if there would be NFL games and yes there's gonna be things that are different it was really interesting when we heard Mike Tomlin yesterday say they don't entirely know what's going to happen no. in terms of their travel plans and everything, but that's going to be a lot of the season. There is going to be a lot of unknown. There is, but, you know, the, the NFL always had the luxury of going last. Yep. Uh, they got to see the NBA and the NHL seclude themselves in bubbles. The NHL just fled the country entirely. And more important than any of those the one that has really stood out the example for me has been major league baseballs Uh, everyone predicted doom for that that whole scenario they put together a regular old baseball schedule for two months they went around and they did it Uh, they're still doing it another than the marlins at the very beginning and one hiccup with the cardinals they're still going Uh, the nfl can learn a lot from that and football Football. Football, right? (laughs) It's here. (laughs) Well, usually this is the time of year where we're talking about, you know, all the good things, all the optimism behind the Steelers. Big Ben's back. Their defense looks as fantastic as it's been. Happy stuff. Happy stuff. Happy stuff. That's not what we're going to talk about, though. No, we're not. Well, I guess I could just pose this to you. What could go wrong for this team? What are some of the things that, you know, we should kind of be prepared that could happen? Well, you know, there has been a lot of happy stuff, and it's been legit. Um, things that could go wrong for the Steelers are definitely worth considering. One of them is what we just talked about. Okay, <laughs> you know you want to. When Mike Tomlin was asked why did he get Josh Dobbs get a fourth quarterback, he didn't exactly hedge. No. Okay, he was like, you don't know how many quarterbacks you're going to need in a year like this, and not because of Ben's elbow. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one is obviously health. But beyond that, you're looking at 
what are the weaknesses yeah. on the team? Okay, what are the shortcomings? There has to be a reason, Jenna, that everybody is still kind of hedging on this team, and it's not just Ben's elbow, right? Mm -mm, there's more to it. Yeah, so Javon Hargrave is lost to free agency, but Stefan Tuitt is back. Are you gonna have the same vibe on the defensive line? I don't know. Uh, can you count on 38 takeaways by your defense? That's a lot. And they were asked to do so much more last year, obviously, oh. because of the quarterback situation. But again, 38 takeaways, that is just... It's when insane. You, when you put that in perspective, it is wild to think about. And it's an oblong football <laughs> that's bouncing around. And, and being honest here, the thing bounced the Steelers' way. Yeah. I mean, you can picture a couple of those fumble recoveries by Devin Bush, by Minka Fitzpatrick, where the ball would just go... And that's not taking any credit away from there. They were great. But... It's not going to happen two years in a row. No, just having that, you know, the luck of the bounce on your side. Obviously, we've seen there are teams that clearly sometimes it works in their favor, like the Steelers last year and other teams where, you know, it just it doesn't bounce their way, exactly. literally. Now, offensively, you know, you and I were talking about this before before the camera went on, but the, the offensive line mm -hmm. is there's people there. There's some pedigree there, but there's also uncertainty. Mm -hmm. uh, beyond David DeCastro's injury, Zach Banner just today was named right tackle. Mm -hmm. Okay, good for Zach Banner, but just today he was named right tackle. Yeah. Okay, uh, he's got to protect your franchise quarterback. Alejandro Villanueva is coming off maybe not necessarily the greatest camp. Uh, there's uncertainty there. If DeCastro can't play, Stefan Wisniewski steps in. That's a three potentially out of five parts that are a little unstable at the one place that you can't have instability no especially with again the fact that ben is coming back and we've heard from him i think it was super interesting that he's saying you know he wants to be hit he kept saying you know to he TJ. says that yeah. <laughs> yeah, i know he, he wants to he wants it in a controlled setting of if, course. If, if he wants the new york giants breathing down his neck all night monday i doubt it no i was going <laughs> to say exactly that but it is something you know i think that is going to be interesting with the lack of preseason games what we're going to see you know in the first quarter oh, yeah. the second quarter that's i mean a that's going to be wild no that's a great point because it, it's not just that ben hasn't didn't have a preseason mm -mm. didn't have a camp it's that he hasn't played football in a long time. In a long time. Like actual football in anger. Yeah. With other people angry at you. You know, it, it's, a, it's a completely different setting. Uh, and to see the offense try to establish some kind of timing, to see what kind of schemes they'll come out with to try to throw New York off. Ben was referring to some of those on the call today. Mm -hmm. Matt Canada's put some wrinkles in, some misdirections that they didn't use last year. That's going to be fun to watch. Oh, Is yeah. it a potential weakness, though? Yes, absolutely. Great point. And I think we're going to see some players kind of shaking off that rust a little bit, mm -hmm. especially. I think also it's going to be in terms of um, you know, conditioning. We're going to see oh, yeah. maybe some guys, you know, huff and wind a little bit as we get into the third and fourth quarter, just because they haven't had those preseason games. And granted, obviously, they only play usually that third preseason game, the first part of it. But we haven't had they haven't had that experience to really get under their belts before they're diving right in. Week no, one. and I guess the one good thing in that scenario is the one that I could just hear Mike Tomlin saying to us right now, which is that everybody's got to deal with it. Yep, something so. he's been saying pretty much all trading camp. We did a lousy job here of coming up with negatives, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, this we was really this did. was very bad. There's a lot of positives, <laughs> a lot of positives to this team. Lots of positives to look forward to. Well, coming up next, we're talking Super Bowl favorites. Stick with us on halftime adjustments.
and welcome back to Halftime Adjustments. I'm Jenna Harner, joined by Dane Kovacevic. Dane, we just did a really terrible job about picking we did. bad things about F. F. So maybe, hey, we'll maybe bump this one up to a C. All we'll right. see if we can All do right. that here. Uh, Super Bowl favorites, Super Bowl predictions. I think this year, a lot of people obviously have their eyes on teams like the Chiefs, like the 49ers, like the Ravens. Those are just givens in a sense but we want to break this down by conference I guess we can start do you want to go AFC or NFC where are we starting with well us? it's it's hard to discount the 49ers in the NFC I yeah. mean there are going to be teams that'll that'll challenge them um, you know I, I've liked the LA Rams for a while uh, I, I think they could be somebody that's that steps up mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and does some damage there the NFC East is obviously a catastrophe uh, across the board although everyone in Dallas will tell you that the Cowboys are right <laughs> in there because that's just how that that mindset goes there yeah. uh, but it, it's it's really about the the Niners I, I think over there mm -hmm. um, they have that amazing defense led by Nick Bosa up front uh, and they have every reason to be getting back to the Super Bowl and I know everybody thinks that the team that made it the last year is going to be and it, it seldom works out that way yeah. but there was just so much good that was going on with the Niners uh, particularly on that defense and they're still a younger group Bosa is obviously just a child still oh my gosh and you look at what he was able to do last oh. season and it's just wrecking crew it's just Unbelievable. See, I kinda... say this, but then Mason Rudolph almost beat them out at their that, place. You know? Okay? You know? But this <laughs> is where I, uh, not to turn this into a Steelers thing, no. but it's just one of the zillion frustrating things about the Steelers 2019 season was that they showed they could beat anybody. They just didn't have their quarterback. And what could have been, you know, right. looking at that in that sense. And I think this year even more, we're going to see so much parity just because, again, you don't know entirely what you're going to get. These rookies, these young guys, I, you know, I keep looking at the, I don't want to say entirely Clyde Edwards Hilaire because he is coming into a solid system, but guys like him, guys like, um, why am I off the top of my head, mm. Joe Burrow, all of these guys. They're gonna. They're still learning. They think about it. They've only had what a couple, handful of weeks here to really yeah, dive and, in. Yeah, and no preseason games and everything. Uh, the, the, the rookie that might have the best chance at succeeding and making an impact as far as contenders and Super Bowls go is the one you just mentioned, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, because yeah. he's coming to the most established product in the Kansas City Chiefs, fulfilling a need. If you can say that a champion <laughs> has a need that they had. Yeah. Uh, they didn't have that dynamic running back. I, I loved the pick for them. I actually would have loved the pick for for Pittsburgh, as oh, you know. Yeah. Uh, this is, this AFC, I, I read something uh, just yesterday about are the Chiefs going to become a dynasty? Everybody loves to do this. As soon as you win a Super Bowl, especially with a younger star yeah, player, are they yeah. a dynasty? Okay. No, there aren't. I mean, other than the Patriots cheating their way to one, sorry. Uh, other than the Patriots cheating their way to one, you're not going to see dynasties in a salary cap sport. No. Uh, but the Chiefs, you know, if you think about who some of their pieces were and are, they weren't that young. Patrick Mahomes is. Yep. Okay, but I look at that defense and they weren't all that young. I look at, you know, at, at Travis Kelsey, who had a spectacular playoff and a great Super Bowl as well. Not a kid. No. Um, so I, I don't know that the Chiefs are built for some kind of long haul run. And also, there's other teams in the AFC. I mean, you mentioned Baltimore. What do you think of the Ravens going 14-2 and two again? <laughs> I was just going to ask your thoughts on the Ravens just because of the sense that obviously they were able to do what they do. We know what Lamar Jackson brings to that team. Obviously, when they stepped into that game against the Titans, mm -hmm. all of a sudden there was a lot of, that, of the problems that were exposed for them. And I think you'll look at their defense this year. 
I don't want to say there's more question marks than there sure were. Sure, there are. Ago, but there say are. It. Yeah, no, yeah. there are. What is it? You've seen what's on that front line. Yeah. And you see I mean, up you the tell, middle. How is that team going to stop the run? They're That's... not going to be able to stop Cleveland's run. No, I meant that in a good way. No. Like the Browns have Chubb. I mean, they, they, they can go through that line. Yeah. Uh, I think the Bengals are going to be able to run on them, even with that ragtag offensive line they have, because they have Joe Mixon. They're, they're going to be able. I think th the Ravens are going to have real problems mm -hmm. with that defensive front. John Harbaugh is going to have to do things that he doesn't want to do in terms of getting linebackers, even safeties, up against that line, and that's going to expose them on pass defense. Uh, Fourteen and two. I'm sorry. No. You know, Jenna, there were two teams that figured out how to stop Lamar Jackson last year. Yep. One of them you mentioned. Titans and the other one's based right here. The Titans, and I'm convinced of this, Mike Vrabel used the Steelers' blueprint to shut them down really? in the playoffs. So I, I, I think you're going to see people get wise to Baltimore. That doesn't mean they're not going to have a winning record. Doesn't mean they're still not the favorite yeah. in the division. Mm -hmm. uh, they almost have to be after going 14 and two and having the league's MVP at quarterback. Yeah. But. Are they some runaway contender in the AFC? I don't know about that. I think the AFC, you could almost make it important that the AFC has so many more teams that you could put into the conversation compared to the NFC. Yes. Just because of the fact that, you know, you look at the Chiefs, obviously. I've been seeing the Patriots being in the conversation. Why do they do that? Why I, do people still do that? that do you they, know that? Like, why? Why? <laughs> They want us to talk about it, of course. Like the Patriots, if they didn't get Cam Newton, everyone was going to say they were 1 in 15. Oh, 100%. They were ready okay. to. So Cam Newton comes along, and well, Belichick is still there, and therefore, because the Patriots never really go away, they no. have to be in it. What about Tennessee? I mean, the Titans, they're one of those teams that you can yes. never. Last year, I feel like we were still figuring them out even into the postseason. <laughs> they had a lot of good things going on yeah. uh, last year, and they're only getting better. Yep. But. But the one team that I'm looking at here, and I don't care how homerish this sounds, because anybody who knows the way I've covered sports all my life knows that I'm not that. Mm -mm. I don't think there's any excuse for the Steelers not to be a contender in this mix that we just described. Yeah. Arguably the best defense in the NFL, and that offense is going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. It sure won't be 32 where it was ranked last year. No, we're going to see so much more. And you hear it, just that excitement among sure. Ben Roethlisberger. He's ready to be back. There's a lot more. Well, we're pushing pause on football talk, and we're headed over to the baseball diamond as the season pretty much almost wrapping up, at least for the Pirates. Stick with us on Halftime Adjustments. Welcome back to Halftime Adjustments. He's Dane Kovacevic. I'm Jenna Harner. We talked football. Now we get to dive into baseball. Was because... that a C? Did, that, did we get a C on that? We forgot to do the grading. Oh, yeah. No. F on the I... first segment, C on this one. This one's got to be an A. This is going to be A+. Plus. That's gonna... the trajectory here. I like it. We're just continuing right. upward. We're going upward here. Uh, hard to believe, at least. I mean, I guess not hard to believe. Time flies. But for the Pirates, couple weeks left in the season here. Isn't it that is, weird? It flew. It flew. We never say that about baseball. No. Baseball does not fly. No, this flew. Ever. It flew. And I think it was partially there was a ton involved in it. I feel like it came so quickly. Obviously, with all the COVID stuff, they had postponements. They got a couple weeks left here. What do they need to do in these last couple weeks here? Well, here's an unpopular answer to that question. They need to win. Boy, am I tired, Jenna, of hearing about tanking this and that for Ugh. a draft pick. Here's a news flash for anybody, and I'm sure a lot of people have tuned out the Pirates, yep. and not without cause. 
when you start the season four and 17, you will have people lose interest. Yes. Okay, no one likes getting their heart broken night after night after night. No. But after four and 17, they've won 10 out of their last 19 games. And they've done it still without their bats coming to play on a consistent basis. They've done it without really any starting pitcher ever going longer than four innings. Have you no. noticed this? Like you it's fifth inning and it's like, here's a relief pitcher. You're like, whoa, what happened to the starter? They've done it through the bullpen, yep. which is more nuts than nuts because considering where it was, right? We were talking probably a couple weeks ago about how atrocious this bullpen was. And rightly so. And deserve, exactly. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you get rid of Del Pozo. Where this really was all Miguel Del Pozo's <laughs> fault, by the way. Let's just lay it all out there. From the moment that Miguel Del Pozo was rocketed into the sun yep. by management, they have the second lowest ERA in the National League. The bullpen does. Which you look at that and you're like, there's no way that could be possible. And but this it is, is with Davidis Nevarowskis still taking the ball occasionally. <laughs> okay? I mean, this is, this is crazy stuff here, but yeah. it's been... Let's start name names in the positive sense. It's been Chris Stratton. Uh, it, it's, it's been Jeff Hartlieb has been really good. How about Sam Howard, the lefty, coming out getting the tough outs? Um, Richard Rodriguez has really stepped up. He had a couple of hiccups along the way that were pretty prominent that people are going are gonna to blast him for. But he's been very good as well, including taking the, the saves. Yeah. Um, these things matter. What the Pirates can best achieve, I really believe this over the final three weeks, is to win. Because if they win, that means you're going to start seeing signs of Brian Reynolds, Adam Frazier, Josh Bell, Kevin Newman waking up a little bit, feeling better about themselves. Jenna, these are vital pieces, not to 2020, not to 2021, but to the franchise's future. Yeah. Especially Reynolds and Newman. These are kids. They need to get back on track. There isn't much time, like you said. But imagine how much healthier Bradenton will be next spring if people like me aren't walking up to Newman and saying, hey, why did you stink last year? Do you know what I'm saying? No, and it's exactly. It's, hey, you know, how happy are you guys with the way you finished this yeah. season? How excited were you with what you guys were able to do? It's the last thing you remember. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you get on a hot streak at the end of the season. They know that they're not going to be in contention for the playoffs. They know that that's not just what they're going to do this year. But you end the year on a hitting streak. All of a sudden, you're like, hey, I can carry this over a little bit. Oh, well, we've seen it. One great example of this is Eric Gonzalez, who's been the, 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 the Pirates' unquestioned MVP this yep. season. Oh. And oh, yeah. you want to talk about crazy stuff that's happened in 2020. <laughs> Eric Gonzalez is the Pirates MVP. Uh, but he ended 2019, and he'll talk about this, mm. uh, with a great mechanical adjustment that he made with Rick Eckstein, the, the hitting coach. And he carried that into spring training. He got away from it a little bit. The Pirates got to Minneapolis. Second trip of the season this year. Yeah. They put it back in place, and all of a sudden. So that carryover did matter for him. So let's see them win. If somebody else gets the number one overall pick, hey, look at the history of the baseball draft. I mean, you have no idea. You never know what's going to mm -hmm. happen. Obviously, the tank for Kumar Rocker chants are no. even louder and it, louder. It's, it's, it's silly, though. It, it is. Yeah. It, it, unless there's someone out there who's like a, at the amateur level, like a Steven Strasburg or someone with Strasburg when he was draft eligible was just like, <laughs> and, and he, to his credit, he ended up being that. Exactly. In, in the majors. Uh, there's not that player. No. So just win. Exactly. Just get better. And a part that can help them do that 
Key Brian Hayes. I mean, it's hard wow, not to look right? at what he's Didn't been. even mention him. He's been yeah. so, so fun to watch. And I know Pirates fans are hungry to see him hopefully in person next season because what he's been able to do in the, what, three, four games he's played, maybe five right now, it's, it's, it's just been a handful, and I'll remind everybody that Gregory Polanco had the greatest first six games of his career that you will ever see anyone have, <laughs> and we all thought that Gregory Polanco was some hybrid between Dave Parker and Roberto Clemente, and he's, he's still just Polanco. Yeah. Uh, but Hayes has shown great, exciting traits, repeatable traits, sustainable traits like the speed. Mm -hmm. uh, he hits the ball hard, Jenna, even when he makes outs. Yep. Uh, really smooth with the glove. Three-time gold glover in the minor leagues. Um, now that we, let's piece these two together just for fun. Gonzalez at short. Hayes at third. third. Have you settled your left side of the infield for the foreseeable future with the Pirates? This is what I'm talking about. Go win. Go succeed. I don't care about the first pick. No, and that's not what people should be investing in right now because, again, there's you know three weeks left in the season. There is still some good that can come from this team. Absolutely. Not to mention, you know, you got a new manager and a, a mostly new coaching staff in place, a new GM. Let them feel good, too. Yeah. You know, that's okay as well, you know, instead of feeling like they inherited, wait, they did inherit a complete train wreck from the previous regime. That they did. Hopefully they end up walking off on a high note. Well, coming up after the break, we're hearing what you guys are doing, what's new at DKPittsburghSports.com. Stick with us on Halftime Adjustments. And welcome back to Halftime Adjustments Day. And what's new for you guys over at DK Pittsburgh Well, Sports? it's funny that you ask, Jenna. Um, the app is new. We, have a, we have a brand new app. It's, it's completely custom. It's state-of-the-art. And it's buggy, as they say in the business. <laughs> yes, uh, I, I don't have a future in great promotions, as you can tell. But you have to work these things out. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're not perfect. We built this from scratch. We feel like we're a... a unique business yeah we felt like our our readers had unique needs so we built this thing as if no other app ever existed well as such you're going to run into issues and stuff but we're doing it this way and then later once we get all that stuff fixed out we're going to really try to promote it more to the general public but right now we're just it's just us and our readers going at it it's a slow and steady <laughs> no progress there but what's something interesting something cool you know you said you're making it unique to the viewer oh the, the more than anything it's the community the commenting platform we'd love to get into it with our readers too and i know that they love that on their own end well thank you so much for joining us on halftime adjustments have a great night